Well, well, welcome to Between Sundays. I'm Barry, and today we're dying to ourselves. Amy's here to talk about how Jesus predicted his death in John chapter 12. But before we start hearing voices, now that she's back from ruining a good book with a terrible movie adaptation, please welcome in our favorite kernel of wheat, Marin. <laughs> there she is. What's up? Marin. That was anticlimactic. And Amy's here. Hello. Hi. Amy gave a message uh, this past weekend, which is why she is on the pod today. Right. That is welcome back, Amy. I feel like it's been a while. It has been a while. No, I talked about the Little Mermaid not that long ago, oh, actually. Right. Yeah, a few weeks it, ago. Does, yeah. that, does that feel like it was a thousand years yes. ago to you? Yes. Yeah. Especially like when you're kind of used to walking in and seeing yep. a under the sea bridge <laughs> yeah. and the yeah. stage is painted blue, and just to have it all just go away. It's yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. You know, as what? you can. Though, if as we're looking into the green room from where, whence we sit, <laughs> yeah, we can tell it has not all gone away <laughs> because there's a pile of, of stuff that needs to be. Yeah. This is like the aftermath. Yes, this happens is. every time. Yeah. Somebody leaves their shoes yep. here. Somebody's got a random flannel they left behind, yeah. and it's like I don't want to just like send that off to Goodwill. What yeah. if somebody really needs that? Well, pair I'm just going to tell you this, friends of the pod. If you were in the <laughs> cast of Little Mermaid, you might want to look for your things in the thrift store. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's not going to be hanging around here for very long. I so think, claim I think it or lose two it. Two days ago, I hit a significant milestone, which was the, the first day that I didn't have a Little Mermaid song stuck in my head. Oh, good. It was, a, it was a major moment for me. Yes. Wow. Before that, every day I'm walking around just oh, like, yeah. ugh, nonstop. She's nonstop. in love. That seems to be a popular one to <laughs> yes, be stuck in That was always head. the one She's that got love. stuck in my yep. head, which yeah. is not even in the movie. I know. It's not. Yeah, it's I know. not. It's Should classic. Been. Yeah. Uh, what's going on, guys? How you been? Good. So good. Doing Tell great. me something. Tell How me something. How have you been? You were the one who was not yeah. here last you, week. You were My last you were couple home. weeks have been a You had a birthday. I did. I turned 39. We so. celebrated Happy on the pod birthday. last week. <laughs> Happy I heard birthday. that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, who celebrated? Me and Tim. We oh, had good. a party in it here. Was, it was, yeah, it was very exciting. <laughs> did you just um, talk about music the whole time? I mean, that's kind of what happens whenever Tim <laughs> and I get together. <laughs> I listened to you guys while I was outside planting asparagus. So... Yeah. Wow, got, so when I said I hope you're out in your permaforest I was. celebrating, I was. oh my goodness, you were. It was yeah, it was very appropriate. I was out in my permaforest, which is not what it's <laughs> called, but it's all right. It's all right. It's a permaculture food oh, forest. Come on. Come on. Uh it was good. It was a good uh week off. I actually the week before last, I got really sick. I got some kind of flu. I think something was going around on the in the cast. Mm. I don't think it was COVID because everybody else who got it went to their doctors and were given like antibiotics. I've heard of a lot of people getting sick right now and testing negative for COVID. Yeah, so I tested negative like multiple times. Did you guys times. know there are other sicknesses out there? I don't no, know. I haven't heard I don't of any. Think so anyway, it's, not, not I, since twenty twenty. I don't get <laughs> I don't get else. sick very often. Maybe once or twice a year, I'll get like a one day sinus deal and this thing knocked me out for three days i was on the couch or in the bed for three days straight i slept for five or six hours straight as a nap wow after wow. sleeping through the night oh the night before. so that would mess yeah me up. i was really sick so but you got well just in time for your birthday <laughs> yeah i was still kind of hacking up stuff on my birthday but whatever <laughs> i was able to be outside uh family came over that night it was good but um some sad news to share this past saturday just a few days ago uh, one of our hens passed away. Oh, Luna, no. Luna, the hen passed away. She, she was the one that came to us a year ago oh. and it had, I don't know, some sort of neurological thing. I'm not exactly, oh. we don't know exactly what, what caused it, but I found, we found her 
her dead on so Saturday sad. night. So it was really sad. Had so. she been sick or acting funny? She was acting a little off, but it was these like episodes where she'd be kind of zoned out and kind of weird. And then she'd be back to normal and pecking mm. around and doing her thing. And then she'd zone out. And it was, it was, there's no rhyme or reason to it. And, mm. and we didn't, I guess we should have gotten it checked out earlier. We didn't know. So yeah, now know. we know. But, yep. and then this is what's kind of crazy, but that same, the next day, Heather, the one that has been our, uh, she's had so many issues. She had the broken femur. Yes. She went to the vet for something a while bef- before. And so she's now actually at the vet and is going to be having like major surgery tomorrow. And if, if it doesn't work, she might pass as well. Oh, and no. it's not, we don't think it's related. I think it's just really weird timing. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we're both pretty heavy with that. Yeah. Um, and it's just, yeah. And, and that there's like a mite infestation causing the chickens a lot of like feather issues. Oh, so no. we're ha- so yesterday we spent all day just like deep cleaning the coop and getting, putting down all this stuff to kill all the mites. And so it's been, it's been like heavy and also gross all at the same, <laughs> all time. The same time. So, um, and it's, are, and it's mites gross. They're super tiny. You can barely see them. Do you have to like dust your chickens? Yes. Yeah. Okay. We use this little dust permethrin stuff and we, we put it all over. Oh, okay. They they just hate that. <laughs> they just hate it. But um, So how do the other, how did they react to the other chickens oh, to her death? They, they kind of just didn't. They just kind of okay. walked around. I don't know. I didn't know what they, they're know, not certain animals definitely so, feel. Mm-hmm. When they're social or, in a, in a very different way than like mammals are social. Rabbits will actually grieve. They'll go into a period of grief where they actually could actually die themselves out of grief. Their heart is so broken when they lose one of their bonded with, but the chickens, they actually do influence each other. And Luna, her legacy is she actually did change the, the kind of culture of the, of the flock. When we got, before we got Luna, anytime we'd come into the flock, they'd all kind of like peace out. They didn't want to be around us because they thought we were going to pick them up or something like that. But then we'd throw down treats like scratch or something like that. And then they'd come up to us. Well, Luna from the very beginning, she would just walk right up to us and be like, what do you got for me? You got some treats for me. And over time, over the year that we had her, all the other hens started doing the same thing. So now whenever we're walking past the chicken coop, they all just follow along. It's so cute. So anyway, so we see her, her personality reflected in them a little bit, but it's, it's, yeah, it's sad. And I know probably some people like what? Like that's a lot for a chicken, but Liv and I both kind of look at all of our creatures, whether they are, you know, bunnies or pigs or chickens. We look at them all or, or dogs as, as there are family, there are pets and mm-hmm. we treat them with the same level of, of care. So anyway, that's, it's heavy, but, mm. um, but there's a lot of stuff growing and I'm excited about what's going to happen on the farm. Well, I remember when you were first even talking about this farm as a concept, mm. it was a place for animals to live their best life. Yeah. And so you definitely did that for Luna. Yeah. She yeah. had a really good life. And so, did, and so did Heather and, or does Heather. And I yeah. mean, we made the decision. Yeah. We're going to go ahead and I mean, chicken surgery sounds like an awful lot, but for us, it's like, no, that's part of our agreement. We're going to give every animal here the best life they can. And so that's what we're going to do. So mm. anyway, yeah, that's, that's what's going on. But, um, I'm, I'm good. I'm glad to be back after a week. I've got my, it's, we're recording this on Monday and I've got my Bible class, yes. Bible skeptics tonight, Whoa. which I'm very excited about. So no idea how many people will come. No idea what the reception will be or whether people will, you know, are you storm in out. East? Is that where you are? Yeah. Student okay. ministries East. So, but people will not hear this. I don't think in time. So yeah. Um, yeah. But we're doing it but for four come weeks. Next week. They could. Is yeah. it being recorded? Um, it might be recorded. I mean, I think it's going to be recorded, but not like a good recording and not streamed and not streamed. streamed. It'll kind of just be for archival purposes. So, 
um, we're kind of just trying to do this as a bit of a pilot. Mm-hmm. And if, if the content really resonates or if, or if it's something that we want to build on, then we can for the future and maybe do some online I, stuff I as well. kind of think maybe a lot of people are going to show up. Maybe. That's I have no that. idea. I don't know. No idea. I, I just kind of feel that way. Yeah. But we'll anyway, see. that's all that's going on with me. What's going on with you guys? How you been? Uh, Marin had a really fun weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, I want to hear all about the well, outfit. It was Thursday. I yeah. Believe. I had a yeah. really fun 48 hours. Okay. Is what, okay. That's about all I can afford in my life. So I do 48 hour Detroit, of fun. Detroit city, right? Yeah. Yeah. It cracks me up how much time you spend in the rust belt. Uh, or is the that the Rust Belt? belt. I don't it even know. Is. Like, it's so I don't funny. even know what the Rust Belt is. And I have to tell you, <laughs> Old Detroit, industrial cities like oh, gotcha. Cleveland. Detroit, Detroit does not hold a candle to Cleveland. Ah, Cleveland right. rules. Cleveland uh, dominates. Friends of the pod that love Detroit. Sorry about that. Doesn't come close. I wouldn't think it would, actually. But that's... <laughs> I, I don't really know what to think. Um, what was cool, though, is there's a actually one of my little sister's like high school friends is like in some sort of kind of city urbanization bring tourists to the city thing oh, so okay. when i posted that picture of in me detroit. and desi being in detroit yeah. right then she's like oh well you need to go see this museum and this oh, museum good. and the aquarium Sweet. and so we took some of her suggestions we went up for a concert thursday night so we drove straight in went to the concert which- after desi dressed you after Desi <laughs> mostly dressed me, yes. So Desi, Desi had asked if she could style me mm-hmm. for this show, which was so funny because it turns out she wanted me to dress like I dressed in high school. Like ah, the 90s are back, back in yeah, a yeah. big, big way. And for her to be like, actually, mom, um, you could wear boots with, uh, you know, fishnet tights. And I'm, I'm like, oh, so like yeah. she's teaching me to dress the way that, I dressed before she was age. ever guys, a thought in my I'm mind. Looking, I'm looking at the picture you posted and you, you kind of match. You guys, <laughs> you've got a jean jacket on. She's got a jean skirt. You're both wearing fishnet. Yeah. Uh, you've got a gray skirt. She's got a gray shirt. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good, yeah. yeah. You look like you go together. Which this is, is awesome. so funny because the outfit that she's wearing, especially I have a picture of me at 15 <laughs> where I'm basically wearing that exact same outfit. <laughs> That's so fun. Everything is cyclical. So it was just fun. We went to a bunch of little Goodwill stores and she picked out, you know, the fashions mm-hmm. for me to wear so she could style me. Was the was the band good? Did the, you enjoy the, it? The performance was remarkable. It was definitely unlike anything I've ever seen. Mm. Um, we were not prepared for the size of the audience. So we, we bought these tickets last year at some point. Desi came screaming in my bathroom. Yeah. Oh my goodness, tickets are on sale. You know, so we <laughs> yeah. bought them right away. Um, but it was at a much smaller venue. Right. And the next thing we knew, the venue had been changed. So we're like, oh, there must have been quite a strong demand for this show. Yeah. We read online that you could not start lining up in front of the venue earlier than an hour ahead of time. Show doors opened at six. Sure. I'm sorry. Doors opened at seven. We got there at six. Yeah. The the line was wrapped not around the building. It was wrapped around the block. Whoa. Twice. <gasps> Oh, no. Wow. It was like... It lapped itself. Yes, it That's did. That's amazing. You could not tell where this line began or ended. And so hours. It, wow. We were there. We didn't even get in until maybe eight. Yeah, we, we Had stood the show in line for started? hours. No. They just no. waited until everyone was... Yeah, there were only two two acts, which was nice. Uh-huh. Um, but then even like, you know, to get a sweatshirt or a yeah. poster or something, the line for the merch table was half a football field long. Wow. I have never stood in more lines in my life. Wow. All we did was stand in lines. That's but crazy. the the show itself was you would have loved it, Amy. It was like a a mixture of theater 
dance and music. Oh. And so it's, it's one female solo so artist. It was a musical. <laughs> it basically it was, a was a musical. Yes, a one-woman musical. Perfect. The band is like pushed off into the shadows like... Mm. Really, they're the, they're an afterthought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't really do much. She has to own the entire stage, wow. and she's got it all kind of choreographed, and it was very interesting to That's watch. Cool. That's cool. Uh, and this yeah. is and she got famous through TikTok, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hence, wow. the audience that wrapped the building twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, everybody That's looked everybody busy. out there taking selfies the whole time. <laughs> oh and- yeah, <laughs> or like passing, like like asking the person behind you, can yeah. you take a mm-hmm. you know yeah, yeah, picture yeah. of me and whatever. Like, yeah, all it was was selfies and teenage girls and and parents, you know, just in solidarity with one another. The parents <laughs> right. that were at the were show you, were there. A lot of meaningful glances. A you'd lot like, of lock good eyes. head nods. Yep. We when we when we finally did get seated, you know, I wanted to take Desi to the the merchandise booth before that, like ahead of the right. the headliner. And so I asked the dad who was in the seat next to us, look, do you mind just saving our seats and get, you know, it might be a while. And there's just a lot of that. A lot of right. that. Like I get parent solidarity. Right. You're the right. grown up boy. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so, so, so fun. Who, what was the name of the performer? Um, Mitski was the name of the performer. Mitski. Okay. But it was, again, very, very fun. Even just to explore a new city. Desi and I, neither of us had ever been to Detroit. Mm-hmm. So we got to go to the world's oldest aquarium, not world's. The country's oldest, <laughs> oldest aquarium. aquarium. The okay. country's oldest aquarium Whoa. is, uh, I think it was built in like 1904, but it was super cool. Just, and I love that she likes to do weird stuff. Yeah. Like it's great. She, she only wanted to eat at a taco truck that she had researched right about, yeah. ahead of <laughs> yes. time. We, we ate three times in Detroit. Each time was in the front seat of our car. We we never sat down That's at a so restaurant funny. to actually And that eat was anything. all her research. Yeah. And, yeah. She's probably like, yeah, this is Jose. His family lives in stuff. <laughs> they do this on the well, weekends. Well, it's the best food. Food trucks have some of the best food, I it, think. It was awesome. It was awesome. Wow. We had a, have you, have you heard of Viria tacos? No. So it's like a roast beef taco with cheese oh. in it. That's kind of like a quesadilla that's been deep fried. Oh. And then you dip it in this au jus stuff like you would okay, a French dip wow. sandwich. That's, I would be totally wow. done. Very difficult to eat in the front seat of one's car, yes. but it can be done. <laughs> it can be done. And it was amazing. Anyway. I love French dip sandwiches. So that sounds like. Yeah, like on, French dip on steroids, like yeah. the best. I ended up taking that. It's, they call it consomme. I ended up just yeah. kind of drinking it mm-hmm. just to, <laughs> to try to like decipher. Yeah. Like I taste some cumin in there. Right. Like what what is it that is making this so silky? Mm. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to make it. That's what we okay. decided. Right. That's my new challenge. Could but. you just bring me a little? Oh, sure. When you make it, I'd like to taste that. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a crockpot meal. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure I can figure that out. Or tell me how you did it. And then yeah. that'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. So anyway, 48 hours of Blitz. And then I came home and got back to work. So. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, I'm glad you had a good time. That's awesome. Yes. That's awesome. Amy, how are you? What's going on? Um, last week was a lot. I spoke not only in services, but at Merge uh, at our high school ministry last yeah. night. So I had to prepare two different messages for the weekend. Mm. Um. Annie had a track meet. My my uh, college kid had a track meet in Oxford on Friday, so I drove there and back on Friday, and, and it was great. And then just just a lot of kind of heaviness last week. I don't know mm. what it was. It was just kind of a heavy week. Lots of conversations and people dealing with hard stuff and interrupted time that I really didn't have time to be mm. interrupted. Yeah. But yeah. you but you want to care for people and you mm-hmm. want to be there for people. So it's it's. 
you know, actually beautiful interruptions because then you get to sit with people and um, love on them and pray for them and whatever. But it just, so it's bit, but this week I'm actually taking Annie is on her spring break, which mm. started Friday and we're headed to Nashville, Tennessee on uh, Wednesday morning. And she is seeing Tame Impala, which is yes. a band at the Bridgestone Arena in Nashville right. on Wednesday night. So uh, our oldest daughter lives in Nashville, so she and her roommate and Annie are all going to the show. And, and are you just going to like sit well, at home I think on the Jeff, couch? Jeff is going to, so oh. I think my husband. <laughs> are you so going to the show? I was going to. It was really supposed to be Maggie, Annie, and Liza, my three girls. Yeah, Maggie's now in a show at the high school, and she's too freaked out to miss rehearsals. So mm-hmm. she's like, I can't go. So she's staying home. And I was going to go to the concert, but then I, I'm not going to say it out loud because... <laughs> I don't love concerts. <gasps> Amy. I know. I'm sorry. Guys. Now, your show that you went to in Detroit. How dare you? There it is. Because it sounds like a show I might have liked. I get a couple of songs in and I'm like, okay. <laughs> that was, I mean, even if it's a band. Now, if it's a band I'm in love with, probably not. I probably, like if I can sing every song along with them. Uh-huh. But like I've been to some concerts yeah. at Ruoff and I'm like oh and golly. Tame Impala would be one of those bands for me I know one song and I really like yeah. that song but yeah. I don't know their body of work Annie loves them and what she loves is it is kind of a show like their light show and yeah. stuff that goes with the music is really cool like she's seen enough of it and so hmm. she's really excited and I didn't really want to be a downer so I'm like I think if Jeff's gonna go which he kind of wanted to then we can go off and do our own thing while they're at the concert sure. and pick them up and and Liza's roommate will love it so the three of them will have a great time and so well i'll be there a couple days this week which sounds great so this week i'm really looking forward to it not that last week was bad it was just long and long and heavy yeah heavy yeah Yeah. so i'm looking forward to nashville tennessee one of my favorite places awesome nice awesome so that's my week ahead cool good stuff everyone well and Tyler's back soon, everybody. He is. The this countdown. Is, to we're Tyler's almost there. Return. What is it? Oh my word! It's Two the twenty first of March. Today. Yeah. Two weeks from today, he will be back. back. Yep. And we've got to get him right back in the pilot seat of this podcast. Oh, <laughs> should we? Should we do one more? I think with you us? should do. I think you should do one with, with him, him as the guest. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think he should not even be a host at all. Wow. You two host it, and he is just a guest, and you ask him <laughs> questions. I think it will be wonderful. Is this like what we did for the show? Like, would this be like yes, a special, like, oh, a special, special Tyler sabbatical recap? <laughs> <laughs> and you two just ask him questions. Okay. I'm, that's, I, that's, I'm all that's for it. That's an interesting idea. I'm totally like down. Yeah. So... I, I, that's my one offering for the week. That's my, my great suggestion. And have you seen his sabbatical beard? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 I hope that's coming off when he, (laughs) when he returns. He looks like he's about ready to go fight for Sparta. (laughs) He totally does. He's, it looks like he's been playing way too many weird games in his basement. (laughs) And he just hasn't looked in a mirror in three months. So no, I'm just kidding. It looks fine, but I'm sure he'll spruce up a bit when he gets back to work. I've Sorry, actually thought Tyler. about doing that on my sabbatical as well, but I don't think it would look good. I think it would look really stupid <laughs> to have a beard. Mine would just go straight out. It would just be like a big, I don't know. It would not yeah, be. Yeah, but you'd come back looking like Moses. Yes. Uh, yeah. Right? Like, like that weird curly haired cool. Moses, Moses with the receding hairline. I don't think it's, I don't think it's in the cards. Do we even really know what Moses looked like? I don't, we really don't, I, right? We don't. There's no, no way to know. There no. is no way to know. Speaking of. Moses. Bible characters. <laughs> Amy, you gave the message this weekend. What was your big idea for maybe somebody who hasn't yet heard it or doesn't remember it? What would you talk about? And 
Yeah, what do we want well, to we're know? in the Gospel of John, and the big idea really was I kind of captured it at the very end. It was a lot of this message felt like a lot of um, world behind the text and of yeah. the text and not quite. I mean, the, the world in front of the text was there, but it was a much smaller piece, I felt like, of the whole mm-hmm. big message. But um, dying to ourself uh, in order to honor and glorify God and also to gain life here and mm. life forever after. Mm. So that's really what, what it was about kind of in a nutshell. Yeah. You, you kind of started by talking about the context setting up this passage mm-hmm. and how it's almost like this big crescendo of activity. There's yes. the Passover, there's Lazarus raised from the dead, the triumphal entry. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of all building up to the crucifixion. And then there's these Greeks that want to talk to Jesus. Yeah. Who were the Greeks again? Can you remind us? They were, well, it's, they just showed up. Yeah. On the scene. And um, what I think is interesting, and I said it in my sermon, is they like disappear. You never hear from them again. <laughs> right. So they, they like set something up. And and as you dig into the passage, their presence is really important yeah. because it kind of sets the tone for what is to come and for the things that Jesus says, like my time has come. It's almost yeah. like the the Greeks, the Gentiles coming into the mm-hmm. picture is setting up this mm. my time has come all are going to be drawn to me. Like this is not just for, for the Jewish people. This is for everyone. And so it sets up several things that Jesus then says Mm. kind of these disconnected and yet interwoven pieces that he says in the next um, several verses. So they, Mm. they just show up. They, they seek out Pete or uh, Philip and ask him for an introduction to, to Jesus. And then we never know if they get introduced or not, or if they hear anything that he has to say, but they set up a whole kind of domino effect of these next. I don't think I'd ever, I don't think I'd ever caught that before that they went to Philip, that Philip's the one with the Greek name. That's Philip. Most of the other names, you know, John, these are like Hebrew name or names that have roots in Hebrew, but Philip, nope, that's totally a Greek name. (laughs) I bet they, yeah. And am I, did I hear you correctly that, that it seems likely that these are like Gentile people who had converted to Judaism. Yes. And that's, so they yes. were there for Passover. So they're technically mm. Gentiles. However, they were, were Jewish or practicing, practicing right, Jews. Right, yeah. Yes. So I had this one um, because it was so text heavy and I wanted to yeah. be is uh, knowledgeable as about the text is I had three commentaries open in front of <laughs> me sure. the entire yeah. time I was prepping this. Yeah a slew of notes from Tim, like probably 13 pages just on John 12 alone, just the chapter. And so I was trying to, they were all very connected, the three Mm. that I used. And, but I was trying to make sure that I was trying to take the, the best stuff out of each of them that made sense together and all set made the, had the same kind of overarching message. So, Mm -hmm. but it was, it was a lot of like, okay, now look back over here. Now, wait, what did this one say? And cutting and pasting. And so it was, uh, tedious and yet, um, very fulfilling and like very, um, I loved it. That's always the fun part for me. Yeah, I know too. you love the world behind the text <laughs> so much. And and I do, but it's the in front of the text that like gets me like yeah, all yeah, yeah. jazzed up and emotional and like that's when I really connect. But this but I really dug in this time. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, I that's my favorite part too, because when you get you go really, really deep and eventually you're you've got way more than you could possibly yes. ever talk about. That's but the then problem. when you when you zoom back out and you're looking at the passage, 
there's so many different things and ideas and references that are pinging in your mind as you're reading it that it kind of helps to bring new insight to the past. And sometimes that's where it gets um, overwhelming at times. Like what is the best, what's the best piece to share about? What do the people of grace need today from all of that? And even just looking at the, the, um, commentaries like what is the best part of this to pull forward because you right. can't explain every right. little word or you're right. gonna confuse people you're gonna it's gonna be 45 days long <laughs> yeah, like right. so that's the other thing that I start to get boggled like bogged down like oh what is the what's the part here that I need to pull from this yeah and what can just be left what's on the editing room floor I yeah. feel like you're yeah. creating a movie or something and right like some good parts are gonna be yeah. on the floor oh like, you that's know what just I, the way it is you know what I did this past uh this past week while I was off slash when I was sick I watched rewatched Lord of the Rings the extended edition oh boy. that's 12 hours of content oh, yes. my so gosh. yeah did you do that while you were ill or partially while I, I was ill. I also was I also <laughs> read the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy and the appendices. So, but not like, it took me like a month to do that. Okay. So, but I, I read the second two books. Oh, you in didn't the last read them just in the last week and a half. Just the second two books. And how the long is that? Very long. Oh my gosh. <laughs> all that to say, I was very sick. So I guess all that to say, you must there's a lot what... that they had to cut out in yes. the movies. Yeah. Is what well, I'm and trying that's to... what's hard is like, what, what deserves to be here? Yeah. Yeah. What needs to be here and what can you get rid of? Right. That makes you sad to get rid of it because it's really good stuff. Right. So, right. right. Or do you save it for the next time, right. you know, exactly. or you tuck it away because you, you know, who knows when you might need that, that thing you just discovered right. in that right. commentary. Right. Those are the moments too, that I feel very, um, sometimes I feel ill-equipped mm. and not in a, not in a bad way, because when I feel that, I feel completely reliant then on the Holy Spirit to do, mm. which is where I should be anyway, um, when I get ready to speak in any form. Um, but I know that for, for especially, particularly for you and Tim, it, sometimes I'm learning as I go. Yeah. I'm learning a lot of this yeah. along with, as I'm preparing it. And so I always want to, that's why I even said yesterday or yeah, yesterday, mm. um, you might find me more tied to my notes because sure. I want to make sure if I get lost, mm. I'm afraid I won't be able to get myself back on, even though I've done all the work, I've done sure. all the prep where I feel like if you or Tim got lost, you could, you could finagle your way back know. to where I you, don't know about that. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe I anyway, could, I, I could so, finagle, but it wouldn't be pretty. Well, it, it, as long as you get, as long as the words are accurate, it doesn't matter how pretty it is. There you go. Like that's, that's how I true. feel. So I, yeah. I just wanted to make sure that everything that I said was on point and yeah. accurate yeah. and yeah. So, okay. So, so oh, go ahead. Come well, the one thing that I was uh, not confused by, cause obviously I, I saw the sermon series overview when you handed it out, but this was something that touched on Palm Sunday, but mm. it wasn't. Palm Sunday, right? right. Cuz that's a right. couple weeks away. Yeah, why this passage? Yeah. Is that what you're wondering? I guess. Yeah. It's after Palm Sunday. Right. Yeah. Right, 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 right. I am trying to remember exactly <laughs> why. I'm pretty sure it has to do with this verse. The reason I that I I felt like it was important was the verse unless a kernel of wheat falls mm-hmm. to the ground and dies because mm-hmm. the the whole thread of John is this like do you believe it? And we're turning a corner and I've even realized this for this coming week where the first, like a lot of it has been, are you willing to follow Christ? Like, do you believe that he's, that he is who he says he is, that he has the, the words of life. Now we're starting to get into, do, 
Are you willing to walk the walk that mm-hmm. he's talking about? Because you're talking this week about dying to yourself. Mm-hmm. This coming week, I'm talking about him washing his disciples' feet. And mm-hmm. it's it's suddenly, we're not just being invited to believe, we're being invited to follow. And it so I think it, mm-hmm. somewhere along the line in my mind, I thought it would be good to get that concept to to get this concept of dying to yourself percolating before we get to Easter yeah. mm-hmm. and the cross. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't honestly remember. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Yeah, because um, it definitely did take a little bit of a turn. Yeah, yeah. Now, I was going to ask you about this that verse. Can you can you try to kind of capture uh, the verses? Unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains alone, or some translations say it remains a single seed. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it dies, it, it produces what? A harvest of... I don't remember exactly how it goes, of life or something like that, uh, of eternal life. Can you talk about that passage, that verse? What is it? What was Jesus getting at? What what was he trying to say? I mean, it really is that whole just concept. And then he follows it up with the the verse about um, hating your life. Yes. Hating your life out, which is all kind of, I felt like that's kind of an intensive intensification if that's a word sure. of what was already said about the kernel of wheat sure. it is it is dying to yourself that a kernel of wheat ha- has to be planted by itself in the soil in order for more kernels to be produced yes so if we're unwilling if we're holding tightly to our plan to our life to our selfishness to our self-promotion and self-preservation there's no room then right. for movement in the kingdom there's no right. room for more people and he's going to say in a few verses this is for everyone yeah this is for right. the whole world this right. is for and so you really going to have to die to yourself because there's going to be a lot of people out there that you do not want to mix with right. that you do not want to be friends with right. and that was so true at that time but i think in the polar, polarized world we live in today it's as true now as it's ever been. Yeah. And so you have to have a posture of humility mm. and self-sacrificing love. And that, sorry, I just spit a little bit. <laughs> um, self-sacrificing love in order yeah. to produce produce more more kernels of, right. of wheat. So yeah. it's interesting too, because he's, he's also talking about his own death. He's talking right. about his, and so it's interesting to think they're probably like, Jesus, we love having you around. And he's like, I've got to go. Like right. I've got to die for there to be right. uh, this incredible amount of life, which comes through his death and resurrection. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's almost like, yeah, I, I could stick around and just be one man or my can, spirit could right. be within all of you and, and your, you and could be you my body multiplying the, right, into right. the, into this world. So it's interesting. There's that du- double layer of not only is this his death, but it's our death that we are being called into. Well, and that's where it gets itself. like mind boggling as you're trying to, because all of it is so much about this is what I'm going to do. You don't even know it yet. Yeah. But this is what you're going to do then after I've done what I'm going to do. Yeah. Like it's yeah. all me and you, like Jesus mm. and the rest of us. And because then he says, you're going to be my servant. You, you you need to be my servant and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So it was, yeah. yeah. You you made a point to talk about unless you hate your life without Christ or however you, however you phrased it. Um, the word hate, it's not in the New Living Translation. They kind of softened it to unless you, what, what is it? Unless you, um, shoot, I should have it open in front of me. Um, anybody? Marin, you got it? No? Sorry. Sorry, I can't. I, those I who just, love their life in this world will lose it. Those who care nothing, care nothing for, their, for life their life in this world will and, keep it for but, eternity. But the word, I mean, the, the word hate is there. The, like mm-hmm. who despise or hate their life. Can you talk, like, what does it mean to hate? Are we supposed to hate, like, 
our family and hate our, our life and hate our job. And like, what does it mean to hate our life or to, to care nothing for our life? To me, it's just that, no, you don't hate your family. You don't hate, you don't hate the life that you live, but anything outside of what Jesus wants for you outside of a life centered around him and his teachings and what he wants for your life is something that will never bring you the f- true fulfillment and joy mm. and um and realizing that there is there is something beyond this yeah. that that this life is not the end all of mm. and whatever that you know totally it, it's a return to what was supposed to be yes and so um we we can never love this life fully because it's not the life that we were intended to love, right. I mean, or to live right. even. So that that's what it means to me is, of, of course, you love the things that he has that are – your family is a piece of what he's sure. given to you he, there. But loving loving your life outside of him, it should not be something that – and it's hard for us I, to even comprehend that because – we're so selfish. I mean, right. as a whole, like right. we, we want what we want and we want it when we want it. And, and many of us are capable of getting that. Mm-hmm. So it's so easy to just live the life outside of, of Jesus and feel like that is going to be the best life possible for sure. you. And it just sure. isn't. I looked up the, the word used there for, for hate. Mm-hmm. It's, um, Miseo, M I S E O. Um, it, it means to hate, but it also means to love less mm-hmm. or esteem less. Mm. And I think that helps because this is the same word that's used in Luke chapter 14. Um, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother mm. or wife or children or brothers and right. sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. So we think of the word hate and we add, you rage. know, spite, right. rage, rageness. Um we add violence. That's that's not what this word hate is saying. It mm. means to love less or esteem less. And so do you love your father more than me? Do you love your own life more Feeling than aggressive. me? It's way too late. <laughs> I couldn't yeah, find man. it. <laughs> but again, that's where that's why I think I love doing the world behind the text mm-hmm. stuff or the world of the text in this case. Mm-hmm. Like it it helps to bring some clarity to something because we add all kinds of nuances yeah. to, to words. Hate, right. Especially to that word. Um don't don't apply and don't belong right yeah and that was the same with the the word um losing your life if you love your life mm-hmm. in this world and and it's it's that you'll that it'll will, you will destroy it did you know that that's the same word i've been talking on and on about apalumi yes perish and destroy. i i'm yeah. sure yes. i pretty much pronounced it it doesn't matter because it, it's a dead language. We don't speak it the I'm same way. I'm glad that so. you said that. I listen that. to it, though. I, I'm like, let me, and then I get up there and I'm like, oh, I said <laughs> oh, it Oh, it's good. Because that was at the very beginning of this series, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The John well, series? It was like, it was Apollo third May, week Apollo or fourth May. week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. John 3, 16. Yeah. It's like, I never knew that this, because then the very next thing is, but if you if you think less of or, or hate your life, you will gain life for eternity mm-hmm. or whatever. It's it's life of the ages, eternal life again. And so again, it's perishing eternal life. It's like mm-hmm. the biggest dichotomy of the entire book. And here it is again. Yeah. Um, yeah. You'll, you'll perish it. Your life will perish. You're, you'll not live up to the potential. Right. It will be destroyed. Right. It, you won't, right. you won't be what you're meant to be. Like you said. Yeah. Right. It will not be the best life. Yeah. Hmm. Even though in our Western culture, it feel people can feel like it, they are living the best life. Well, cause like, it, that's everything is, 
designed about like you do you so that exactly. you can like live your best, be your best self right. or what, but it's like, mm. no, our, our conception of our best self will always be inferior to God's vision of our best self. Right. And it's a matter of trust, whether we actually believe that. Uh, let's talk about this voice from heaven deal. Cause this is interesting. I, there's a part in the passage where there's a voice coming from the heavens, which, which I mean, doesn't necessarily mean the sky. It could just mean the air around them. They hear something. Some people think it's thunder, and other people are like, I think we heard, we heard the voice of God here or a voice of an angel. What do you, how do you guys imagine that happening? What, what was it that, that some people here would not hear the voice and would just hear thunder? Hmm. I, one of the, and I don't remember which one was that the, the whole idea that just as everything that Jesus has said, hmm. only some can only some can understand and comprehend yeah. what he's yeah. saying and not even full comprehension because none of them know what's really what's to come. Right. So I, I kind of took it as that, that some were incapable mm. of even hearing that voice. So mm. all they heard was thunder and then others heard maybe the words yeah. or something, but still didn't really truly understand what it was saying. Right. And then some kind of got it. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting. A few verses later, verse 37 says, but despite all the miraculous signs Jesus had done, most of the people still did not believe in him. You're right. I actually, I'm glad you said that. Cause I think I thought the same thing. It's like, it's almost a, a tangible example mm -hmm. of the dichotomy between those who, who hear and believe and those who don't hear yeah. or who choose not to. And it's almost like there's a posture of willingness to listen, but I don't know. It's interesting. What it took you think? me back to the, um, ears to hear series mm -hmm. huh. that we did. Yeah. And I remember reading something when I, when I spoke in that series about the same thing, mm. that there were varying levels of understanding Jesus based on how willing you were yeah. to follow him. Yeah. And so I, I was, that was, it was hearkening back yes. in my mind. Yes. I was reading that. Yeah. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. It makes me wonder, like, did, <laughs> have you ever had something happen where you're like, Okay, was that the Lord, or uh -huh. you know, it might have just been indigestion, or, or whatever? <laughs> right. We we try to kind of reason away the poten potentially supernatural thing we just saw or experienced. Mm. I wonder if that's part of what's happening here. Like, I couldn't have just heard a voice from heaven. Maybe that was thunder, thunder, right? You know, like I mm. wonder if they could kind of convince themselves that they did not see or hear something supernatural because their natural mind just couldn't let go of, no, when we hear loud noises from the sky, it's thunder. It mm. had to have just been thunder. And then I wonder how many times have I done that? How many times have I um, dismissed something that might've been really important for me to pay attention to mm. because I just kind of, you know, rationalized my way mm -hmm. through it, you sure. know? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Uh, so Amy, you said there were three, you had kind of three big takeaways from this passage. They all kind of flow together. The first is I must die to myself. Mm -hmm. The second one's to give him all the glory. Mm -hmm. And the third one is and gain eternal life. Can you just kind of talk a little bit about what those, those takeaways meant to you? Yeah. The dying to myself was just going back to those verses about the kernel of wheat and the, mm. the, you know, just dis destroying my own life lived outside of Jesus that, and the, the call to be um, uh, my servants must be where I am, that, that mm. the, the life that Jesus wants for us is a life that's patterned after him, that is, that is one of dying to ourselves just as he's going to in a few, a few chapters later. And, um, and that, that 
a life lived like that will be a glimmering light and and shine um the glory of God through mm. us mm. um as we as we die to ourselves i think we do it in order that God is honored and glorified and um adored and then uh we also through that as we surrender our lives to Jesus for that initial time and then day after day after day mm. as we lay down our lives and pick up our cross and follow him, um, we gain eternal life out yeah. of that. We come alive. Right. Like even now. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You quoted Philippians one twenty one, um, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Mm-hmm. And that always brings a smile to my face because that was my mom's favorite scripture mm-hmm. verse. Um and so we watched as a family in the living room, which I did say to my grown teenage kids, this might be the last time we ever watch church at home because y'all are distracted <laughs> and y'all are distracting me. Yeah. So we just need to get to church because they pay attention much better when they are in the room. <laughs> when they're forced to. Yeah, <laughs> when they're in the room. But yeah, I, sh- I, I perked up when you shared that scripture and said, oh, that was my mom's favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Facebook what is it? The, the memories, Facebook memories. Today's Facebook memory was something I posted a year ago. My mother had written a letter to me in 2016, right after my grandpa had become that kernel of wheat and Mm. went and passed on. And she was writing me a thank you letter for singing at his memorial or whatever. But what she wrote on, on the back of this letter, this world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. That's a, she was quoting a Mm -hmm. hymn or something to think that he grandpa is home. Now what hope the Lord gives us. It makes this verse (laughs) have an even deeper sentiment to live is Christ to die is gain. Mm -hmm. She said, grandpa passed the torch to me and you carry that torch. Mm -hmm. And I believe your children will too. the torch of telling, teaching, spreading, sharing or singing the goodness of Jesus his love, his mercy, his forgiveness and joy, and his plan to give us hope. And so I love how she references, you know, being absent from the body and being present with the Lord. But she also talks about the the living and how the living is Christ, mm-hmm. the teaching and the telling and the spreading and the sharing of the good news and, yeah. and reminding me, this is your charge. Mm. You are charged to do this because you have the torch mm-hmm. from grandpa to me, to you, and you're going to pass it to your kids. And mm-hmm. it's so much of that living for Christ and not just like, you know, the, 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 doldrums of of self-denial you know gotta go die again right you know (laughs) but it's about the living and the living for him and and dying is just like the icing on the cake it's Mm -hmm. just the gain right right but anyway i just thought that that was so cool i texted my husband that picture this morning um because we were just talking about that scripture yesterday out of your message and Mm. then there it was this morning as a reminder again when i oh go ahead i was just gonna say it's like when you are lit to live as Christ. So you're dying to yourself, your fault, mm-hmm. you're carrying mm-hmm. your cross and that leads to life springing up within you. That, that geyser of life that we talked about mm-hmm. several weeks ago, when you die in Christ, then you experience new life, a new creation mm-hmm. and, and resurrection and mm-hmm. there's life on both sides. So it's mm-hmm. like both are death and both are life mm-hmm. at yes. the same time through yes. Christ. Yep. You, you cannot lose. 
Well, yeah. someone stopped me in the lobby and they were like, they, they actually, when I referenced that verse, they looked it up because they wanted to know the surrounding yeah. verses. To, to, hey, that's good. That's, yeah, what, that's exactly I know, I what I'm, I want people at Grace <laughs> to do. Because they wanted, they, what they wanted me to say about it hmm. was, um, and initially what I had thought about saying about it sure. was that the, the dying is gain was also part of living a yes. Li- yes. death life yes. to yes. self. And, and then when I looked at the context and stuff, I realized it really was talking about mm-hmm. dying our earthly death and moving right. into eternal life. And so I, it, but I almost did, I was in the notes <laughs> and I skipped over it. I almost said, but I think you could also take it as like this, that, Dying to self now is gain as well. Yeah. Like that yeah. it is gain in this life to die to yourself and have that life yes. spring up. But it was so funny that they stopped me and they were like, I really thought you could have said that too. I did look up the context, so I know that they were talking <laughs> And so I said, well, that's why I didn't yeah. Yeah. say it because I don't want to misrepresent. But I had thought in my own head yeah. that the the part two of that verse could be that in this life yeah. it is worth dying mm-hmm. to to yeah. yourself and that is gain as well. So Absolutely. And it I all it leads funny. They and it the all leads to new life and it all multiplies. Right. Like it's the kernel of wheat yes. that dies and becomes an entire yeah. field of wheat eventually. Yeah. And um, one thing came to mind as I was listening to your message. When I was in middle school, 13 years old, uh, my dad and I went on a trip down to Ecuador in in uh, South America. And we went and spent time flying out on a, on a little tiny airplane to a village out in the middle of the jungle. And we got, we got taken out to this little beach on a river by this old elderly woman, Dayuma. This is going to fit. You'll see. Um, she took us out like on this, like a dugout canoe, literally I'm 13. This is very transformational for my life. Uh, and, and she took us out to a beach where four missionaries back in the, I want to say the seventies had died Mm -hmm. when they were attempting to bring the gospel to a, uh, an unreached people group. And the, the indigenous people there had, had speared them to death on the beach. And yet through that act and through the continued labor of like their wives in this in this village, in this area, um, many did come to Christ. Mm -hmm. And in fact, the woman I met, Dayuma was the one who, as a young woman had taught their wives, the language. And so I got to meet someone who was a part of this entire village coming Mm -hmm. to Christ. And, and uh, it's the number of lives that were transformed through their sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And one of the men, Jim Elliott had a very famous quote, at least it was famous to me. I heard it all the time, which was, he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. And I thought of that as, as I was thinking about Mm -hmm. this message, because I feel like that's, that's the bargain that we're talking about here. It's like, we are, it's, it, it's like hating your life, giving up your life. Like, oh man, who wants to do that? We're not going to be able to keep that. That's on, that's a, there's a ticking clock on that right, one. Right. Why would we not consider giving that up for something far grander that doesn't expire? Mm-hmm. You know, that, that actually lasts eternal life. Mm-hmm. And, and again, eternal life being something that we experience after death, but even now begins to transform us and bring life now. So, yes. I, and sadly, yeah. mo- most people come to that realization at the end of their life. Right. What did I live for? Right. What legacy am I leaving behind? Right. You can't take it with you. Right. And now I'm realizing that all the things I was working for were just the things that I can't take with me. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And people, it is the fullest life when you die to yourself. And like I said, even yesterday, sometimes I do it better than others. Lots mm. of days I don't do it very well at all. Mm. 
when I am obedient, when I listen for the thunder from heaven, mm-hmm. yeah. telling me what I'm supposed to do, giving me that nudge and I dis- disregard it either on purpose yeah. or just because I'm not aware. You're not paying attention. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But when I do pay yeah. attention yeah. and when I do obey what it, it is, it may not be easy. It usually right. isn't. It's usually really kind of hard. Right. But I don't even, it's, it's hard to put words to it. Yeah. What it feels like when you know you're living right in in the spot that you're supposed to be living in mm-hmm. and that, that Jesus is calling you to live in in that moment. It, there's something, it is mystical. There's something mystical about it when you're in that in that moment with another person or just with, with God himself. Like yeah. it's, yeah. Yeah. It's a kind of life that it's hard to, or impossible to find it, elsewhere. Right. It's and that, impossible to explain yeah. to anybody else until yeah. they've really experienced it for themselves. Yeah. Well, Barry, where are we headed next? <laughs> well, uh, that would be Tyler's line at this point. So this coming weekend, we are going to talk about, like I said, Jesus washing his disciples' feet. <coughs> Excuse me. And of course, we're going to look at Peter and how he responds, which is like, Never, never <laughs> wash my feet. How? No, you couldn't. You're, I'm your servant. You're not my servant and that whole thing. So we'll talk about that. Then wash everything. Then wash it wash all it if all. you have to wash. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> bless Peter. He's a great guy. Um, but I also want to talk about the fact that this, the story in that, that narrative talks a lot about Judas because this is the moment when he begins to be identified by Jesus as the one who will betray him. And this is when, right, right before he leaves to go and do the betrayal. Mm-hmm it's pretty obvious that Jesus washed Judas's feet mm. in that moment. And so mm. I want to talk about both Peter's response and also Judas's response to this act of self-giving love. So wow. I think it'll be interesting. It'll yeah. be, it'll be cool to reflect on that. So my, 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 my. So it what, sounds like it's going to be provocative. It might be. I don't know. I've never preached a provocative message. before. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but we'll be back here next week to talk about it, I guess. And then, then one more week after that, Tyler will be with us. Can can you believe it? All right. Well, until then, Marin, will you please send us out? Sure will. Do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. And we will see you on the other side of Sunday. 